We're ready. We're on Daf Daf Kuf Samech, and the Goyesha numbers is three nineteen. David Zmirais Karisaluhu. So the Gemara tells us as follows: Gemara and Saita. On Daf Lamed Hey Omed Aleph, the Gemara says like this: Darish Rava, Rava Darshant. Why was David um, punished? Says the Gemara because he called Divrei Torah Mirais. He referred to the Divrei Torah songs. Your words when I came from my enemies when I was running away. So I found comfort in <coughs> your words of Torah like Zmiris. So Kaddish Baruch Hu said to David, Divrei Torah that it says about him that a person, um, if he just blinks, they're gone. That's how intense the Divrei Torah are. And you're calling them Zmiris? That's, you know, it was, Kaddish Baruch Hu found that terminology offensive. I'm going to make you stumble about something that even the youngest children know. Because it says, So it said the Gemara says that, I'm reading the Gemara, that Bnei Kahas had to carry the Arain on their shoulders. Right? They weren't allowed to put it on a wagon. And David the Melech brought the Arain on a wagon. So that was the punishment for the fact that he called this mirror. So obviously, this requires a great deal of explanation. What's the problem here? First of all, so there are two questions. A, what was wrong with what he did? And B, why is this midi connected midi that because he called it um, Zmiris, that's why he forgot the Aaron of all things. Like, well, what's what's the connection? It's a brilliant connection. says The praise and the song that comes forth from Torah can you somebody please explain to me what is the praise if you're learning your day and, and you know if it's 59 times against the milk it's also you have 60 times it's going to be mutter like that's a shevach for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that, you know this is also that's mutter like well, how is Torah in any which way a praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Hine Hashem Reads, how great are your actions, Hashem. How deep are your thoughts. Everybody knows. All of the worlds, above and below, the celestial worlds, our world, everything, all hang about our observance of a detail of one single mitzvah. All that all of the heavenly spheres, everything could be dependent upon one act of ours, of a detail of a mitzvah. And he gives you a mashal, derech mashal. Ima carbon kosher, if the carbon turns out to be kosher, nasi yichud there is a unification that takes place above. And all the worlds can be elevated to receive their correct flow of energy from above. 
But v'imshina, if there's one little change that the kohen does, shekibal adam mashal, the kohen makes an error and he takes the blood. He receives the blood with his left hand instead of his right hand. Or he takes it with a plastic cup instead of with the golden or silver klisharis. Or or there was something between the kain's hand and the kli, or the kain's foot and the floor. All of those things are going to render the carbon. You know, everything. Ninety-nine point nine percent of everything was done right. One detail is done wrong. The elevation of all the worlds and the life sustenance and all the bounty from the source of all life, blessed is he, is interrupted. Why? Because that channel, that flow of energy could not come to the world. Because it wasn't, the, the, the uh, pipeline was not opened. You could argue it's a shoigig, it's a this, it's a that. If you forget to open the valve, I don't care if you didn't open the valve on purpose or you didn't open it by mistake. There is no flow. So everything is totally on one dick to cow, one tiny detail. How many details are there that go into a carbon? Thousands? Each carbon? To to check it for a moment. And then there's who knows what. One little thing. So what? The guy had a band-aid on his finger. Ice carbon. Ice velt. So... What happens with we put on tefillin? Kishayrois. If we put on tefillin and they're kosher, is miskalin meichin al yainim the zachav enokva. Say we reveal again. You see how the the difference in the terminology here. Here he's not talking about shefa anymore. That that goes through karbonis. But here we're talking about meichin, intellectual properties. Shemikarachaim lechol oylamis ubediktu kachod. Yet with one crack in the ritzua. One crack that goes through the ritzua, where it's white through and through. Nifsalin, tefillin apostle, umistalkin amaychin. The all all the flow of that intellectual goodness is gone. Ukai gavna bedikdukia mitzvus loisas, and the same thing applies to negative mitzvus. Behilkoch, if you ponder this, hamizboinin, somebody who contemplates magodlu maase Hashem. How incredible are the acts of Hashem? You would look, take a look at the galaxies, and they're still discovering each each week now. They're discovering new galaxies and new things, and all all kinds of and, and it's it's unbelievable. and everything that's in them, and all of these worlds are nullified in existence. For one detail, and in the details of Torah, and that Torah is it is the depth of whose thoughts and his wisdom. That with one correct detail, all of the worlds are able to be elevated. They are able to receive their nourishment and their sustenance. And based upon that one detail in Hashem's Chachma, if it's done wrong, California's on fire. Right? One detail. Because he didn't put on his Ritsuas, right? No, it wasn't on purpose. The tire that exploded? No, the other one. Now, do, 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 do. Right, he just said good, Mendel. It's because somebody here didn't put their tefillin on right. 
It's not the. It's not necessarily the person who did it. Yeah. Anyway. Um. From this, we can come to contemplate the greatness of the depth. This is Marabu Masecho Hashem. When we see how incredible are Hashem's actions, then we can see how deep are Hashem's thoughts to, to create a system where all of that is dependent upon one diktuk. It's It's... It, it gives a whole new definition to the concept of concentrate. You know, you have you have liquid concentrates, or you put a little bit of stuff, and it can make all this. Here we're dealing with p. You know, elephalofim of a concentrate. One little action here creates an avalanche in China. You see the depth of Hashem's machshav. It is infinitely great. and its heights the depth of Hashem's Chachma that are in Torah are incredibly manifold times. Anything that has to do with, if you think nature has depth, if you contemplate and you're impressed by nature, well, what about the system that's sustaining nature? What about the system that's bringing it all into existence and sustaining it? Obviously, that's got to be incredibly more great, right? It's, it's a ketipa minayam. It's like a drop in the ocean. That all of that, all of those forests and all those galaxies and all those stars come from one tiny detail in, in observance of Allah. That comes from its source. Who the depth of Hashem's thought? It is comparable to a hair on a person's head. That stems from his intellect, as is known from the Tikkun Zayr and the Idurab. So far, so good. Right, we're doing okay. That was the source of David's joy. He was singing and dancing. To make his poor heart rejoice. When he was able to escape life, the realities of life, to study Torah based during his Tzoros. <clears throat> so, what can possibly be wrong with that? Ah, the problem is. The fact that he was praising Torah based upon this particular advantage that Torah is the sustenance of all the worlds, right? The Omar, and he said, that that was my Zmira, he was punished for that. Why? The Omar, Hashem says to him, really? Zmiris Karisadu? You're calling them songs? Because in truth, this incredible, powerful advantage that Torah has, that all of the worlds are nullified in one detail of Torah, is only Mibchinis Achurayim Shalaymikam it's only from the backside, from the external aspects of Torah. So all of this majesty, all of this greatness, all of this creation, everything we see is only, as we would call it in Yiddish, a side effect. 
It's not the Ica thing. It's nice. It's phenomenal. But it is incomparable to the ends. It's completely a side effect, a side issue, which is not the central point of all of it. Why? Let's see. Like I wrote elsewhere in the name of the Arizal, the again noivles are like the dropped fruit. Attenuated. Oh, So that is that's the 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 Torah that we have that sustains this world. Abel but when we're dealing with the internal depth, Sheba'imik, Shupnimius Atayra, when we're talking about the real, true, internal essence of Torah, Himiuchedis Ligamri Beren Seifarachu, it is completely and totally unified with the Ein Seif, Hamalovish Ba, that's contained in Torah, Bitachlis Ayichud in the most incredible unity possible. And when you're talking about the infinity of Akadish Baruch, the worlds are aguanished. They're no of no consequence whatsoever. The Ayn Vf is Mamish. And they are absolutely nullified. As far as the Rabbinishlam himself goes, he existed before the world and he'll exist beyond the world. Complimenting the Rebbeinu Shleilam with his world, as far as his Torah goes, is inappropriate. Falls so short of the essence of it that Hashem considered it an insult for David. He wouldn't consider it necessarily an insult for us. <clears throat> and for that reason, Gam Lepnimius Torah as vis-a-vis the essential internal value of Torah, you can't praise the essence of Torah with the fact that it is the sustenance of all the worlds. Because vis-a-vis the pnimius of Torah, the worlds have no standing. And as far as this internal value of Torah, you can't say that the value of Torah is that it makes people happy and it helps them rejoice and, and comfort it. It's not that it makes us thrilled. It's the fact that the essence, the internal essence of Torah is the shashua, is, is the, the tchachka of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shemesh Tashay Abad, the Rabbanish Shalem is the one who rejoices in the essence of Torah. He's the only one that understands it. He knows its true place and its true value. Because he is the only one who knows himself. But its true essence is completely beyond the, the eyes of any human being. Like the Pasuk itself says, No human being can see my Panim. The Pneumius can't be seen by a human being. That's why the Pesach says, By the Rebbeinu Shalom, it's Shashuim. It's his pleasure, it's his delight. The Pesach says, It's a rejoicing before him, a laughter before him. For Hashem it is. When we're talking about the internal 
truth of Torah. The Pasuk says, I will be by him in Amain, Al Tikra Amain El Uman. When it says, Histakal Beirai, so Barahama, that Hashem looked in the Torah, and with it he created the world, and therefore it was a tool in Hashem's hand. That's an Uman, it became a, a, a talent, a trade, a, 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 what's the word that you always use? Um, um, no, it's not a tool, it's a, you have a good word for it. Um, Okay. Instrument. An instrument. Maybe an instrument in his hand. But But when we're talking about the area that we could relate to, that his his world rejoices in that and that people delight in. Because Torah is given in a form of internal and external. It has a, the internal is Hashem's delight, the external is given for us to delight it. Now, since David HaMelech went, and when he said this praise, he related to it only on the external value of so he didn't relate to it on the internal value of it, but rather on the external so he was he got caught up with the externalities of Torah. So there because of that, the Nella and it was concealed for him temporarily, because of his soul. What ended up what did he miss out on? So temporarily it was caused that he would forget that which the Pasuk says that the Arain has to be carried on the shoulder. Okay? The Aaron carries Panemia Satara. And it has to be carried, meaning you gotta unify it with the concept of Ahurayim, of that which is the external, which is always referred to by the back, right? That's that's how you shoulder you throw it to the to the back. Is the Kahnenash Therefore, he was punished with forgetfulness that comes from the concept of Achurayim. Temporarily, it was concealed from him. That which the Torah says, because if he saw that the, the Aveda of carrying the Aaron has to be done on the shoulder, meaning that our job is at least to admit that we accept, that we understand that there is a bond that needs to be made between the internal and the external. We have to unify and make one the external, the shoulder, we have to make a connection between that and the work of the holiness. That's the highest wisdom. In the most internal way. Because the Pneumius was the source of the tablets that were in the Ark. The Torah tells us that the Luchas were written from both sides. The Talmud Yerushalmi and Shkolem says that they didn't have 
front and the back. What is it? What is this Yerushalmi? This is absolutely amazing. Okay, so we always knew that the locus could be read both side, both ways, right? So you could read it from the front and the back. Now, if you're reading it from the front and the back, so on this side, on the right one, you have a nechi yiluch, huh? The first five luchas. If you're reading it from the other side, it's the left side, so it's right? So And you could read it straight through. Okay? So you have it, you're reading it straight through. On this side, it says, and you're reading it from the other side, it has... So how many luchas do you have on each one of the tablets? How many mamar? How many dibris? How many commandments are on each on each stone? No, ten. They're all there on each. Oh, because because from the other side, it's the backward, right? So you have ten on each one. Comes the Yerushalmi and says, "How are the luchas written?" Rabbi says, five on this one, five on that one." Your abundance says ten. Ten on each one. Ten on this one and ten on that one. That's the way we just learned. Okay. Rib Simoy Omar. Rib Simoy comes along and says, Arboim Aluachzeh va'arboim aluachzeh. There were 40 on one tablet and 40 on the other. This sounds like Pesach. They were twice on the length and twice on the width, meaning that these were basically four-sided luchas. Hmm. And no matter which way you turn them, this is the source for that. What's that toy that you have that, that, with the um, Rubik's Cube? The luchas were written on all four sides going in each direction. So you have 40 dibris on each one. Tatruga. There was a this picture. It's a, it's a cube. Right? So it's Tatruga. Isn't that a, that's Greek? Says the Rabbeinu B'chayyeh. This was one of the greatest wonders. That you were able to read the Luchas no matter which way you looked at it. Obviously, in human writing, if it's straight one way, you get it's going to be opposite the other way. You're going to it's going to read backwards. So he brings here fast, and Rabbi Khan brings that in Teisvus Yantiv in the Parish on the Mishnayis in the fifth chapter of Aves Mishnavav, he brings in the name of the Makubal that Ramamipano, who says in Asurim Amaris, that Amaymed Yushami now that this Yushami that talks about the fact that either it was whether it was. Uh, 10 on each side, or it was 40, really is a miraculously equal. This was an act of godliness. That cannot be comprehended in, in, in the human comprehension. So, clearly the Rabbani Shalom allowed a chalik of Torah to come down in that form that is that blows the human mind, because that's, that's the panemius. That's the chedek apnimi of this Torah, and the avoda of the levim was to carry it because of Benekas was to make sure that no matter what we're learning in Torah, that we always reconnect the logical with the super logical, that we should always relate it back to that 
to the luchis that were inside, no matter what we think we understand, that we should always recognize that within every detail of these halachas, that there is a corresponding concept that is beyond human comprehension. So, and that's why, you know, the Torah continues, anybody who learns continues to unfold more and more and more because it's infinite. It's Chochmas Hashem. And someone can, can lose sight of that by thinking that they actually comprehend something. So, there's this chiyuv to recognize the minute we recognize that it's Chachmas Hashem, it immediately becomes infinite. It's when we fail to recognize the wisdom of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that's contained in every detail of Torah that we get into the risk of losing sight of, of what, it's, what it's really at. They say that, <coughs> I think the Tekken say between the uh, Baltanya once said that the uniqueness of Maimed HaSinai was it was the last time that Chachmas HaTayra was inseparable from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that ever since that time, human beings have been separating the two. They get lost in the intellectual pursuit and fail to see the godly connection. So therefore, David HaMelech, because he lacked on his level the appreciation of its infinity, so the Rebbein Shalom showed him his error in the fact that he didn't connect the Oren to the shoulder, to the back. Instead, he put it on, on a wagon. To drive home this point that you can't ever underestimate the infinity and the the uh, power of the uh, wisdom of Torah. So last night, 